What is everybody and welcome to Bite the Bullet. I'm your host Jay Reese and thank you so much for tuning in. And like every other day, I promise you I am bringing you the best of the best that I can find that I can go out in this world and go get and today's guest is no different. With one exception. Today's guest, there's been a slight change in the program in the formula because today's guest unfortunately, isn't able to be here, but I'm here. And I just realized that through the whole process of getting this show together, I never properly introduced myself to everyone out there. So if you will, let me introduce myself. You know, I'm Jay Reese, as you know, but I didn't always start off as Jay Reese. Jay Reese is not actually my real name. I'm not telling my real name, at least not today. (laughs) But I am a guy who just loved to be entertaining and love to be seen. I come from a broken home. My parents were divorced. I like to joke they were divorced on the day day I was born, but I digress. That is neither here or there. So I grew up with all these different types of issues of just wanting attention from various different places. And I know that's what it is. At least I know that's what it is now. Back then, I didn't know that's what it was because I always wanted my parents' attention. I wanted everybody else's attention. So I grew up always wanting to entertain. But I, at the core of it, I think I truly always wanted to make everyone happy, right? So I grew up wanting to be everybody happy. And for a very long time, I just wanted to be successful. I wanted to be the star among stars. I wanted to be an actor, a musician, a singer, all these different things. And nothing in my path actually felt right or at least i didn't i felt like it wasn't right because the inside there was like all this fear that i didn't want to admit that's what it was but the truth of it that's what it was cuz i can do anything everybody else does it's just at that time i just felt like i couldn't so you know life goes on and all these different things happen and so i began this path of just doing everything else instead of staying focused on what I knew I wanted to do in my heart. So life goes on, you get a job, you get a family, all the other love stuff. So then you get all these different types of responsibilities and you get stuck in this rut of just going through the motions. I ended up having this job that I just hated and it was horrendous. And I remember one day, going into work and I was working and there was this lady there who got the supplies and that was like her world. Like anytime you had to go and place an order, she would get all excited and frazzled and she'd want to know what you want to order. Cause that was like, that was her thing. And I remember one day and I just had to go reorder some staples. And so I went to her, I'm like, Hey, I can have some staples. And she got all excited. And I remember, why are you getting so excited over ordering staples? That is just so mundane and or- like, why? I, I don't understand. But it wasn't until I started reflecting and I started looking around at a lot of my other coworkers. And I realized that almost all of them were truly happy in what they were doing. And I wasn't. So I had to realize like, hey, what is going on? So that started me down this path of trying to figure out what truly made me happy. And while I was doing this, coincidentally enough, my boss at the time came to me and 
I was having disagreements or a challenging time with another coworker. And my boss came to me after me and that said coworker were arguing and fighting. And she just bluntly told me like, hey, I don't need both of you. You guys need to work it out or one of you is going to get fired. Oh, oh, oh no, I, I, I can't do that. Oh my God. So I remember that being on a Friday. So I drove home and on the way home, all I could think about was, why am I fighting for something I hate? This can't be my life. Like, what is this? I don't understand. So then I went home and I talked to my wife about it. And as I'm talking to my wife, this sense of relief is just let go. I didn't realize how much pressure I was holding on by clinging to this job that I hated, right? And luckily, my wife and I, we figured out a way, well, you know what? This isn't right for you. You're going through all this stuff. We'll figure a way for you to leave. So I went in Monday morning and I gave my boss a 14-day notice, which in hindsight, I think I would have done things a little bit differently. (laughs) Might have set myself up a little bit better before I left that career. but. That was the choice we made. And I ended up leaving that job actually like two months later because we worked out an even longer notice because, you know, I had to train someone to do all the things that I did. And so I left after about two months. And when I left, I still had this process of figuring out what was going to make me happy and what I wanted to do. So the only thing I could think about was what made me happy as a child? Entertaining people writing stories, doing things that I felt would help other people smile or just be happy. So I decided to write my lovely book here, Legacy. And it was a challenge because I had never written a novel. I've written stuff before, but I never actually took the time to write stuff down in that forum. And it took a minute because everything I was writing, I thought was trash. I didn't think it was good. And the moment I finished the draft, I don't want people to read it to get that acknowledgement that I was doing something right and that it was good and not realizing that all I needed was me. All I needed to do was say, hey, this is good enough. I'm worth it. Let me put this out there. But I was looking for validation from everybody else. But it got to a point where I stopped looking for validation from everybody because I realized that I just had to write. And I think that actually came from when I was listening to Stephen King give a speech And someone asked him, how do you come up with these stories? How do you know which story is a good story? How how do you know? And Stephen King being Stephen King simply said, I never know if a story is going to be a good story. The only thing that I know is that I have a story to tell. So I write my story. And the first time that I write it, I tell it to myself. The second time I go back over it, I edit it a little bit more. And then when I go back over it a little bit more, until it gets to a point where it's shareable. to, And the more I go over it, the more it's shareable to other people. And that's pretty much my formula. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, that makes complete sense. Why don't I just do that? So that's what I did. And now my story is here and I'm now working on my second story. And I still love to entertain people and that itch needed to get scratched some way, somehow. And I felt like I wanted to be a public speaker because I knew I love to be in front of people. I like to speak. Let me do that. So I went off trained and I found 
Mr. Les Brown, the godfather of public speaking and motivation. And I connected with him, John Tellerico, and a whole bunch of other, other people. And they helped shape my mind as well as how I speak and some other stuff. And I realized there was so much more I could do than just public speak. There's so many different ways of being able to talk and speak to people, particularly since this year and last year, we have been pretty much shut down as a world. No one can go anyplace. No one can do anything. So I had to figure out, like, what what do I do? Like, I want to be a public speaker, but I can't go out and publicly speak. So what's the next best thing? Hello, Internet. <laughs> so I saw all my other co-hosts, co-hosts, I saw all my other people's starting shows and doing all kind of other things. So I figured out, you know what? Maybe I can start a show. Maybe I should start a show. And then I figured out, you know what? I will start a show. So I came up with a premise that I thought I was going to work with. And that premise didn't go over so well. Didn't like that one. Didn't work. But then I came up with another premise. Mm, still didn't work too well. Mm, still wasn't good. Then I came up with another premise. And yeah, still didn't work so well. Yes, yeah, still didn't do so good. But then, oh, but then I got to this premise. And it worked well. Finding a guest, hitting them up with the questions. And it works. So now here I am with Bite the Bullet, and it's what I do. I love talking to people. I love bringing you guys knowledge. And funny enough, a lot of these interviews, I'm getting knowledge just like you're getting knowledge, and I love it. Holding these conversations with different people, it is so, so awesome, right? So with that being said, that is me. I hope you got a little bit more detail about me. And like any other time on Bite the Bullet, I am going to give the bite the bullet questions to myself. Now, in all fairness, a lot of my guests don't get to see the questions, but unfortunately, I've gotten to see the questions. But to be honest, I've never really thought about how I would answer these questions. So I'm going to ask myself <clears throat> these questions. Bite the bullet questions. All right, Jay Reese, what motivates you to do what you do? Hmm. Let's see. I think I love trying to be my best self. That motivates me. And being an example for my close family and just being my best self. I think that honestly is what motivates me. All right. What is the one common myth about your profession that you want to debunk? That I am rich. <laughs> I am rich in spirit. I am rich inside in my moral character, but I am not rich by any means, at least not yet. <laughs> Wealthy, we're getting there. Yes. What is one common myth about your profession? Or oh, sorry, I just read that one. I can't see. This is what happens when you talk to yourself. <laughs> What's one thing you wish you had known before you began your career? One thing I wish I'd have known. Uh, I wish I would have known that. Just like any other profession. You have to learn how to motivate yourself uh, because if you don't motivate yourself, you're not going to get stuff done. So you got to learn how to motivate yourself. I wish I had known that beforehand. And if I could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Wow. Okay. So if I could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive. Now, 
I promise you, if you ask me this question tomorrow or next week, the answer is probably going to change. I can tell you that now. But as of right now, off the top of my head, if I could have dinner with any three people that are alive, I think I would have dinner with um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, and my great uncle Hank. And Dr. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, I think that's kind of self-explanatory. They were big prominent figures in the world and just knowing how they felt about certain issues. I would love to have those conversations with them. Also my great uncle Hank, similar to like a lot of my other guests, he's gone. And I don't, I felt like I never got to have that last conversation with him and I would love to have that. So that is what I would do. So what is something people would be surprised to know about me? That they don't already know. Uh, what is something? Uh, wow. Most people don't know that I was a DJ. I was a DJ. I used to spin records in New York, in New York State, over on Long Island, a couple of places in New York City, the Bronx. Excuse me, Brooklyn, actually. So yeah, I used to DJ G DJ Reese. So that was something that a lot of people don't know that I used to do. So what's one thing I failed at and what did I learn? Uh, I think I failed at a lot of different relationships. And I'm not just talking about with women. I think with people as well, like uh, with my parents, with some friends. Because uh, for a very long time, I feel like I was too concerned about what I wanted and what I needed. So instead of me being of service to them, not a slave, but of service to them, I was too busy caught in my own issues and my own feelings. So that is what I learned. And I've learned to try to be more open and help everybody else before I try to help myself. So what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Uh, what makes me feel inspired or more like my best self? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> it's weird when you're other, other, on the other side of these questions. Because, you know, you would think they're easy to answer. But once you're here on the spot, they're not that easy. But I would feel what makes me feel inspired or like my best self. I honestly would say. Oh, wow. Um, just in that creative zone, like when you get in the zone, just being creative, like being around other people, talking it out and like stuff like that, that always makes me feel inspired. Like, or even by myself, like a lot of times, like I visualize I'm talking with other people and it helps me be creative. So I know that sounds crazy, but I don't answer myself, but I talk to myself. So if I could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Huh? Okay. Well, I would say one of my favorite quotes that came from a mentor of mine, Victoria Moran, I would say that do as much good as you possibly can with as little harm to others as possible. I think that is what I would have on a billboard. And I would like to think that's self-explanatory of why I would have that. So what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Uh, believe in yourself and just do it. 
Don't hold back. Just do it. You'll learn along the way. It's pretty much as simple as that. Uh, what's the most important thing you've learned so far in my life and why? So I feel the most important thing, again, that kind of piggybacks off that question, uh, just to trust myself and just to go for it. It doesn't matter what anybody else says, because regardless if I go left or if I go right, they're going to have an opinion about my choice anyway. So just do it. What is your best tip for making the world a better place? I used to say, treat others as you want to be treated. But I think we found out in this world, there's a lot of people want to be treated in very different ways. So I would just like to say, in my opinion, what would make this world a better place? Probably realizing that self-love is the most important thing any of us can do. I think once we have self-love, a lot of other things take care of themselves. So at least that's my opinion. So if I could turn back time and talk to my 18-year-old self, what would I tell him? That's a tricky question because I wouldn't want to change anything because I love who I am now and I like me. So if I were to channel anything to my 18-year-old self, don't stress. Don't stress. What am I afraid of? Oh, ooh. so... What am I afraid of? What am I afraid of? There's a lot of ways I can answer this question. You know that, right? So what am I afraid of? I would say I am afraid of... Honestly, I'm afraid of dogs. I am. I, um, I got bit when I was younger. I don't know, anywhere from 11 or 12, something like that. I don't remember exactly how old I was, but I got bit in my arm. I still have the scars. And... Ever since that, I've been afraid of dogs. I mean, I don't let that fear paralyze me. I still go and treat the pet dogs. I'll play with dogs. But yeah, that fear is still there. And it's something that I'm afraid of. Yeah. Reclaim your fears. If in 150 years, science fails to save us all, and the only thing that is left, left is a book about my life, what would the title be? And what would the blurb on the back say? So this one, honestly, is maybe a little bit of an easy question for me because I'm already actually in the process of writing my book about me. <laughs> so I would like to say the title is Aim High, The Fictional Retelling of True Events. So that would be the title. I know it's long. But what would the back say? The back would say... Wow, what would the back say? The back would say, I don't know about you, but I tried, I failed, but yet I tried again. Or something to that effect. I don't know. I don't know. What are the best resources that have helped me along the way? Uh, honestly, the best resources that helped me along the way. Google, for sure. Uh, talking it out with other like-minded people 
and just having confidence in myself. Uh, I can't say I have confidence every day, but just knowing that I can do it and I'm out there. Definitely. Definitely. So where can listeners connect with me online? Sure. Shooting. You all can connect to me, connect to me, connect with me. I don't know, but you can connect with me. Finding Jay Reese on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, all Finding Jay Reese. I try to make it easy for everyone out there. You know what I'm saying? Got to have that continuation, that's the thought going through. But those are the bite the bullet questions. And as, as, as always, I would love to be respectful of my time. So before I let myself go, is there any last words or thoughts I'd love to share with the lovely audience of Bite the Bullet? Well, yes. Uh, if I can say anything, I would say that I hope this has been a good insight into Jay Reese and you all have learned something about me and something that may help you along the way. And just I want to say thank you for everyone who tunes in, who watches and just sees what I'm doing, gives a like, gives a share. And it's just in the comments, so appreciative, and I appreciate you. So with that being said, this has been Bite the Bullet, and I will catch you all later. Peace. Ha <laughs> ha.